0: Hello, and welcome to the Last Place Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Ryan. I am here with my co-hosts, Josh and Ethan. And this is week nine. Week nine dream lineups. We're going to go through a little bit of news here. And then we're going to go on to our big questions. So, guys, big news this week. Big news.
1: Big Trade big news deadline.
0: That- Trade deadline. Multiple yep. trades were made. Um. Fantasy-wise, there were a couple. It was mainly defensive players. But I know as a Vikings fan, I was excited about the Josh Dobbs trade. It Uh, brought a little bit more life. I don't think it's a a, a very
2: strong word.
0: Okay, I don't think it was a huge trade. But I think it means the Vikings are choosing not to... Just tank the rest of this season against my wishes, but I'm I'm alright. So with think it.
1: for him is tanking. Yeah, yeah no. I don't Ryan think that's tanking. wrote a strongly worded letter. It says <laughs> strongly worded that, email. Please, yeah, please tank. <laughs> it's
2: to show yeah. Goodell that they're not tanking, but they're still tanking. Yeah,
0: I I think they are, yeah. but I I I don't necessarily like think they're full on tanking because what. Well, they're, they're wanting J.J. to come back next week, earlier than everybody was predicting. So I'm I'm thinking they're actually going to try to at least make a playoff run. I don't think they're expecting so he, a lot out of it, but <laughs> to make a playoff run at least.
1: Um, honestly, here's my thought on the Josh Stomstreich. However you think of him, the fact that they went out and got him is actually i think it's more culture shifting than anything and i think that's what i i would feel most encouraged about if i was in ryan's position because usually the zimmer days if something goes down and even before before the zimmer days then someone even bef- uh before there it, it's just okay all right well years over call a day but at least with koc there's a certain confidence by going no these things happen let's let's go reload let's make it work so I think if anything, especially with Dobbs, we're going to see how good of a coach KOC is about to be.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, largely because it's all going to be on him. Like Kirk is not there. Like Kirk can maybe like go and tell Dobbs, Hey, look for this, look for that. But Dobbs is not Kirk. And because of that, and the fact that this shows that Jefferson's coming back, I'm actually really thrilled that we're, we're seeing this. Never say die, kind of attitude from the Vikings because that's only going to be good things from here on forward,
0: yeah, for sure. And also, yeah, yeah,
1: Yeah. let's go. I mean, oh
0: no, go ahead, go ahead.
1: No, let's go. Taylor Heineke, as of of this recording, has been announced as the starter going up against the Minnesota Vikings
2: because of the variables, Lots lots of variables. There's variables here variables there lots of uh you know very important variables that you need to understand as I, I Ar- say 10 times when he's asking
1: Ethan I think you said it perfectly though in our last episode uh, our midseason re-rank and it's simply of the fact that heineke looks so much more comfortable in the offense yeah and because of that I think the move just had to be made now. now I
2: would be the dude later but
1: not now. Yeah, no. I well, I also I think for Ritter, it's since there is only a third round investment made into Ritter, and especially when we could potentially have five quarterback first round quarterbacks next year, I think Ritter as even as an Atlanta Falcon is kind of done. So I think you can Absolutely. you can you can uh, firmly plant Atlanta as a team looking for a QB next year.
2: Oh, yeah. I I think,
1: think a threat for like Penix or Knicks. Uh, I, man, Michael Penix is mm-hmm. probably going to win the Heisman. But I, I personally like him because he has a better deep ball than Bo Nix, in my opinion. Um, and this is a very, very, very early QB scouting report on next year's uh, draft class. I actually have Bo Nix a lot lower than a lot of people at the moment, largely because I don't think he throws an anticipation very well. I think he's very good at throwing it to a spot but like to them not like okay I know in this route you're going to be right over here. I haven't really seen him do that yet very well and I don't think but I also don't think the Oregon offense allows him to do that. But that's, some, that's something that we will get into more as we move in forward into that year. Yeah, yeah. in the off season. Um but as far as switching of the guards um Ethan actually just brings up one of your big questions and let's let's actually start with the oakland Raiders. i mean not the oakland raiders i wish they were in oakland but the Las well, vegas raiders
2: yeah i i think we need to talk about things that didn't happen i think they were arguably more important than things that did happen um so yeah like one, one of my questions is you know what can we expect from these new look raiders i know there's a video about Hunter Renfro basically skipping into the training facility today looking incredibly happy that the GM and head coach were fired. So I, I don't know, is this is this Raiders culture going to change? Cause a lot of people were expecting Adams and potentially Jacobs to not
1: be there anymore. So here's here's the problem. And this is what this so based on the reports we were reading from people, this explains why they just didn't make a move. Because it sounds like GM and Josh McDaniels um, were, were basically like, no, we're going to write the ship. We're going to make this happen. And Mark Davis just said, enough's enough. And because literally mm-hmm. I was up at, at midnight when this dropped, and it was, hey, deuces, they're gone. Offensive coordinator gone. Antonio you know, Pierce is the interim head coach, which mm-hmm. also means that there's I think they're spending like $50 million towards fired coaches right now, which is kind of hilarious. Because Gruden was a year and a half ago. So I think he, here's the problem. I don't know what you do with Jacobs or Devontae Adams, because I could see them going, I am done with this year. I am out because they're already bench Jimmy. They're going with rookie Aiden O'Connell. So what's the point of putting stress on, on your body like that? Unless either A, you're just going to play it out because you're going for a contract, or B. If you can force yourself out like Odell did uh, a few years ago, and I think for Devonte that might actually be a, a potential solution. Which then with Josh Jacobs, that's also where it gets interesting because the Raiders were this close to trading him, according to reports. Mm-hmm. So I think it puts Adams and Jacobs in flux uh, as far as as far as fantasy this year, and I would even say fantasy ne- next year, like. At this point, they don't even matter until they're gone from Las Vegas.
0: Yeah, and then it really depends on who they go to. Yeah, well, and I want to kind of chain on to that. One of – it was a rumor going around today that one of the teams that was going after Devontae Adams and and put in a request to trade for him um, was the Jets. They actually put in – Makes sense. Apparently put in a trade for – Devonte Adams and Mike Evans so they they put in a trade for both of them to see who would take and they were rejected on both ends so I mean are they trying to stack their wide receiving room for you know the return of Aaron Rodgers eventually I know he's trying to come back at the end of this year With he wants drivers. to play this he wants to play this season yeah it's ayahuasca yeah. that's pretty much what it you know is fueling him right now but You know, he wants to come back by the end of the season. Could they be, you know, just buying time for a playoff run and putting the weapons in place for him? So, um,
1: my wholehearted, like, opinion here is if the Jets pulled off Devontae Adams, you would have seen a spending spree from the the Chiefs and the Ravens, personally. Yeah. Uh, Just because Ethan knows Zach Wilson's there. And obviously, we can go on and on about Zach Wilson in general, but. The fact of the matter is, is that if that team is that loaded, and for how loaded we've been talking about the AFC is in general, that would have been the like war- like the shot across the bow of, okay, this is for real now. Like we saw what the yeah. NFC did, like Chase Young to the 49ers, Vontes Sweat to the Bears. But, um, yeah. but I think, I mean, the crazy thing is, it wasn't so, Devontae to Jets was one. Um, there was another. I thought Devontae the de Bills was also another one that was mentioned.
0: Oh, I never heard
1: that. But, That's but I, I, I would have to look that up because I might be wrong on that. Also, Hunter Renfro to the Saints was also mentioned, yep. which yep. that one doesn't make sense. But um, it's uh, what I, it's, but but then, The Saints are but, just trying yeah. to get their name out there at this point. But he, so, and then <laughs> let's let's not even get to that point. Josh Jacobs to Ravens was also. Almost a done deal. So that's at least three, and who knows how many more offers weren't talked about, or at least reported or leaked. That's at least three yeah. offers that we know about and the rape the Raiders just stand, stood like stood pat. Yeah. And now because I, uh, I mean you fire your head coach and GM, you've benched Jimmy G like, are we really about to watch them suffer for nine weeks? Like I can personally see both Jacobs and Devontae Adams saying, "Oh, I have injuries. I'm done." And then, just, then everyone else is yeah. just playing for. I I think that's the way you can see.
2: Like you don't know if they're going to play for a contract. You don't know if they're just going to, you know, load manage and take off the season. But that's what we'll find out. Um, the I mean, last I don't
0: I don't foresee them. I don't foresee them just benching themselves and getting out of there. I. You know, they might not put 100% effort, but I don't see them just benching themselves. So,
2: yeah. Well, the last part of my big question was kind of rounding off our talk on uh, Heineke uh, on just expectations going forward. This is kind of his debut um, playing the Vikes. Um, I, I think personally it's a good matchup. Not having London I think would hurt but he didn't have him for basically the entire second half and lit up Tennessee. So I don't know how much that matters. Um, But what are your guys' expectations for Taylor Heineke?
1: Honestly, it's going to be a lot like Tannehill. Mistake free football. Take what the defense gives you, but we're winning with the running game. I just think Heineke is a bit more effective Throwing the ball, he's gonna hit a lot more of the timing routes over the middle to then send one over top. And I think they're willing to like go. Oh, he doesn't have the strongest arm, but he does have he does have good timing. And whereas I think Ritter was the exact opposite, like a good arm, bad timing. And and a lot of that is with his, his throwing motion. But I think it's gonna be a lot more um. I wouldn't say dink and dunk because I think everyone's going to be crowding the line of scrimmage anyway, but I do think you're going to see a lot, a lot more passes like just hitting over the middle um, just because they can't do that now.
2: Yeah. I mean, I'm personally excited for him. I think he has very strong QB2 value. Um, I think he can put up top 10 numbers. He's obviously not going to finish in the top 10 being eight weeks into the season, but I think, to round off this year, kind of going into the second half, he's going to be a strong QB. I don't think he's going to lose the job. I think he's, I think he's going to be pretty solid. He's going to take the Falcons to the playoffs.
1: I mean, I mean, I think that's why they made the move too. This was because, especially when you have New Orleans sputtering and when you have Carolina being Carolina, and then you have Tampa Bay starting and you already great, know that, but now better sputtering. Than Tampa Bay. Yeah, and then okay. you have the NFC West that you have to fight for. Um, and, you know, the Rams are kind of screwed with uh, Matthew Stafford's injury. And then the NFC East. Oh, yeah. it's, it's Seattle and San Fran,
2: all... and San Fran's not that good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so that's where, if I'm Atlanta, I'm like, okay, there's a shot. And, if I, I mean, I'm looking at Atlanta's schedule right now. You have Minnesota, Arizona, two good matchups. But then you really have the Jets in week 13. And that's your last hard team. And I think I think they said, you know what? Half the season's a good enough experiment. We know what Ritter is, but we also know what Heineken is. And I and I think last set of games. Yeah, as far as a fantasy perspective, I will be shocked if he actually like is lighting things up. But I definitely think things can be. Lined up for him to where it goes. Oh, hey, he, he's casually getting a 20-22 points. He's going to be a really good streamer because his playoff schedule, to be honest with you, is fantastic. Carolina, yeah. Indy, and Chicago.
2: Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah. It's unbelievable how good. Yeah, and
0: I, I think, I think right now Atlanta really only needs a game manager. Like they, that's what yeah. they need. They need somebody real, that'll like that will protect them all. For the
2: last two years, they're
0: and they're just going to lean on the run, lean on Bijan. Uh, lean on uh, their if other running 30. backs and just just let it go and just run the ball down people's throats and then every once in a while toss a pass up. But they just need a game manager and I think Heineke is a good a good game manager for them.
2: And uh, the last part is Josh. Will you let the uh, churches win streak continue?
1: Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, Ethan started the year zero five and has since won what. Three in a row, three. am I correct in saying that, I'm, Ethan?
2: I'm, I'm three straight so far. Yeah, Hurry three
1: up. straight. His team has finally woken up. Uh, we knew this would come. And the only answer I have to tell you, Ethan, is may the Fantasy Gods ever be in your favor. That means no. I will not disrespect the Fantasy Gods. How They have determined that I must have in my redraft league, where I've lost seven players this year for extended periods of time, and I am one in seven. So... Well, what if, what if
2: this is your opportunity? Like, what if you had one chance, you know, to to generate some good karma?
1: Well, Ethan... Would you, would you let it slip? I don't know about letting it slip, but if I am influenced, if, if I feel divine intervention happening upon me, I think things... Will be just let up for the fancy gods to decide. <laughs> All right, that means no. Before we get to before we get the Ryan's big question, I just want to I just I brought up uh, through over the cap on uh, Devontae Adams' contract. Um, if he's going to leave Las Vegas, he is going to have to restructure the heck out of it. Next year's dead cap, how about forty million? If he gets cut next year yes. or traded, yeah. Um, no. Yeah, but he has no guaranteed money in 25 and 26, so he's gonna have to restructure it to get out. Yeah,
2: I mean, if I'm them, I'm tanking and get grabbing a top KB
1: for the Raiders. Yeah, I think the Raiders are actually. Well, I think on Marcus he would go to the you mean Drake May, Drake May, excuse me. Marcus May was a great, is a great safety. I think he's playing for the Jets, uh, not Jets, uh, Saints still.
2: I confuse people all the time.
1: Oh, but Ryan, your big question.
0: My big question is Why will do Ethan oh. Will Ethan win this league this <laughs> year?
1: Um if uh Brian and I have anything
0: to that say. That
1: about... is a big no. All right. It is but a big. Man,
2: look, I didn't say anything. <laughs> you know, you know the gravity face? of what happens if I beat Josh this week. It would be. It would actually oh, be.
1: Man. Hey, look, okay. Ethan. All just right. in our league, in our league alone, we watched Ryan's dad lose four in a row to win fourteen in a row.
0: Yep.
1: Anything yep. is possible. It
0: can happen. It can happen. All right. So. My week and nine big question, as a Gibbs owner, well, let me preface this. So I, in one of my leagues, I am a Gibbs owner. And another guy in the league who's the Monty owner, he put him on the trade block today. And I want to pose this question. As the Gibbs owner, do I go for Monty? as a as an insurance like handcuff for gibbs or do i leave him alone
2: depends on how much he costs but i'm also
1: kind of at the point
2: where these last two weeks gibbs was that good
1: first like we were hey i I wanted each of us to give ourselves a pat on the back and a a clap because we said you were going to figure out who Gibbs was by this week yep. and yeah and here we are and here we are yeah. and to where gibbs tier one was not so crazy anymore
0: was it 37 points or something something like that 39 30, I mean, 39, 39
1: yeah it was it was some something crazy but that man is a beast yeah set which also another pound on the back 70 yeah, oh snap share 26 for 152, and then 5 of 5 for 37. Yeah. So, he's that
2: good. Like, I I think he's shown that he's better than Monty and deserves at least 60% of the snaps.
0: Well, even then, what I'm concerned with. Oh, sorry, Josh. No, no, no.
1: go for it, it, Ryan. Go for it, my mistake.
0: I Just what I'm concerned with is the goal line work because he's going to lose that to Monty.
1: Can I counter that? Neither of the two touchdowns Gibbs has had has been in the red zone. It has all been from and from outside of the red zone. They've all so if anything, this has shown that Gibbs is a home run threat from anywhere. It's actually almost better that the fact is that he didn't score from the from the red zone because then imagine if that instead of that was a twenty seven yard touchdown, that twenty seven yard touchdown was a seven yard touchdown. And then now you're yeah. going to feel really bad going, dang it, that's going to be Monty's touchdown when he gets back. But now yeah. you can go, Oh, he can score from anywhere. And the vision is what's much better. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: I think I got to say that. Here's my, here's my problem with Monty though. I think if you're trading for him now, the price is too high. And on top of that, that means you are going all in on the Detroit running game, which is going to screw you in the league championship.
2: Yes. Yeah, because it's Dallas.
1: Because it's yeah. Dallas. and th- So that's where it goes. I don't know if I want to put all my eggs in one basket. Like, for example, if we look at, um, I mean, let's go back to Atlanta, for example. If Gibbs and Monty had Carolina, Indy, and Chicago, by all means, do it. Like, that's the move to make. Which, actually, that makes Bajan a very... Th- this makes... If you want to go all in and get Bijan, not yeah. a bad idea. Um, well see but Monty oh, it's yeah. it, it's a little tough right now
0: I'll bring up I'll bring up my uh my other question I had on Bijan later later we'll okay. do that at the end of the podcast
1: so so Ryan like personally I mean in in the league that you have Gibson and that you're looking to get Monty what would you throw at Monty for monty not, not actually at i would on, not scary, but... i would not
0: pay for me i probably wouldn't pay more than a first or not a first sorry a third a third maybe a second
1: but i, a second, I don't even know I feel if it i would go up to next second. year yeah i feel like maybe future second but this year's third would be yeah. the highest when it comes to this year um the only reason i would overpay for monty is if I was dealing with massive running back issues. Like if I had Kyron, if I had a yeah. channel, HM, wow, this sounds a lot like my redraft team. But uh-huh. if I had if I had those guys and they were doing good, then got knocked out, that's where Monty is interested. Yeah. But there's one thing that um I think Ethan's right saying Gibbs is gonna get the sixty percent workload. It would be gross negligence if they what if they go with Monty and go, here's thirty carries again. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen because that's where it is. Some that <clears> kind of live by where it's one's a, one's a, one's a fluke two is a coincidence three is a pattern. Yeah. We're at two with Monty right now, as far as injuries is concerned. If you overwork them, it could be three and it could be longer. And that's where I do think we're going to be looking at a 55, 45 split. But if Monty gets all the, The red zone work—that's fine because Gibbs has shown he can score from outside that.
0: Well, and also
2: Gibbs get all
1: the passing work.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you give it, you give it to Monty on the goal line and on third and short, and that's it.
1: Yeah, and and let's look at. I'm going to pull up Gibbs real quick. So we're looking at Gibbs. Chargers, terrible pass defense. Chicago, just bad defense. Green Bay, bad defense. New Orleans, ah, you're able to score on them now. And then Chicago again. Denver's defense is just bad. Then Minnesota's defense kinda getting better. Then you have your, your the Dallas wow, I gotta conundrum say, and then Minnesota. Oh,
0: yeah. I I agree. That's a it's a pretty good lineup for him, you know, the rest of the season uh yeah i'm okay going to the minnesota defense i'm sorry i just looked at their their stats Do you know they're the number 4 defense in our league i'm not surprised the, the number 4 after going you know having like 3 and 6 points like well, the they first really weren't allowing weeks.
2: a lot of points you know they weren't yeah. allowing points a lot of yards they were just finding ways to lose games like they weren't a bad yeah, well,
1: which well, like the, that, first, that, the first three weeks, yeah, the they were from last year. Yeah,
0: like well, look I at them. They've they've really shaped up. Like the last, I'd say the last three weeks, you know, against Chicago, San Fran, and Green Bay, they've they've been the most impressive squad on on the Minnesota Vikings right now. Yeah, yeah. Like, they have been very twenty four
1: On Chicago, in Chicago, eleven on San Francisco, and Green Bay is fifteen. And then see, like, if you just look oh, at. Right. Now they're not a good playoff defense because you get Cincy, Detroit, Green Bay. Well, Green Bay would be yeah. pretty nice, I think. So honestly, if you want to just stash them later on in the year, yeah. just because you know they're going to get Green Bay later on, not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. And yeah. especially on top of that, they they didn't trade to Neil Hunter. They said well, we're I'd going all in this year.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah, and I'd say hold on to them, play them up until the playoffs, and then. Swap them out. And just wait till
1: champion. Wait just wait till the championship. Because so, they're,
0: I mean, that's a solid lineup. They've got Atlanta. That'll cause a little, cause they, some problems. New Orleans wait, they, has been having issues on offense. Denver also has been having issues. Chicago has been having issues. Las Vegas, all the way up until the playoffs, you have a pretty good, you know, lineup of, yeah. of
1: teams. Yeah, so Ryan, just looking at it, Minnesota is actually defense number. Uh, they are the seventh-ranked defense. Right now, It really your top three defenses is Dallas-Buffalo. Oh. Surprisingly Buffalo, but Buffalo I think is going to fall off very quickly. So, and then Pittsburgh um, is three, then Seattle, Jacksonville, Baltimore, then the Vikings.
2: So to finish off on Gibbs versus Monty, though, I mean, Monty's had, what, two good games? and that was against Green Bay and Carolina. You know, I, I yeah. think after what Gibbs has shown, what the fan base wants, which is what the GM is going to hear, you know, what everybody wants, which is Gibbs, because I'm the kid is just better. Yeah. Like, I, not that Monty's a bad player, but Gibbs yeah. is just better. I don't see how yeah. they don't well, give and him. Well, he's
0: the- got – yeah, he's got the electricity. He's got the energy. I think if they don't give him more touches –
1: there's going to be riots in Detroit. Well, I, it's, it's going to be negligence because, like, look at their receiving core. Marvin Jones left, um, unfortunately, for personal reasons. So we hope he's doing okay. But then you have uh, you have some God, Jameson Williams, they, and Josh Reynolds. You just picked up Donovan Peoples Jones, which I think does definitely does say more about Jameson Williams than anything else. Uh, and largely is because I think he needs more reps and getting that four game suspension this year probably was the worst thing that can happen for him yeah but i mean you're potentially looking at gibbs is going to have to be a receiver like i wouldn't be surprised if we're seeing two like like we're looking at like 20 like 21 uh, personnel a lot of the time um so that so that means laporte on the field but monte and gibbs on the field at the same time yeah, because you do have that flexibility with Gibbs. Yeah.
2: Well, I feel like we mostly answered your question to Josh. Yeah. Which is who are we afraid of at, at the deadline?
1: Well, I mean, post deadline. I mean, I, I want to bring up a couple teams. I wasn't able to kind of really write it down. Oh, um, not, again, I did it. Las Vegas. So yeah. I think we're concerned about Devontae. and, and Monty. Yeah. And so we have. Um, Monty, I also want to bring up the commanders because it's not often where you see both their starting edge players get traded in this in the same deadline, and I know they couldn't pay both. I was surprised they traded both, however, so what does that say about the team what Where are we thinking of Sam Howell as a dynasty perspective uh that's that's kind of where uh, I'm intrigued with.
2: Um I mean, Sam looks good. Like if if yeah. I was able to get Sam Howell, especially in like a super flex league, like I think you're very happy.
1: I yeah. I mean, I think as far as this year's concerned, perfect option because he is going to be playing from behind over and over and over and over again. Which also yeah. means Jahan Dotson might be a very interesting um play as well, since Curtis Samuel's out. However, I am afraid of this team blowing it up per se um just because of the fact that they traded their their edges we already know Ron Rivera is probably out the door and so what so what what's happening here is basically my issue also bring up the Chargers while the Chargers stood Pat I think we've clearly seen that they just don't have the horses to compete so what what so what happens next year is like you say I'm gonna keep saying it but I there is a non-zero chance uh, the Chargers just don't just blow it up this year and then for the Saints they were looking at at Hunter Renfro so what does that mean about Olave? because and and we've clearly seen Olave have a there's a severe disconnect between him and Derek Carr
2: I don't know. I also think it's yeah he has looked very frustrated just in terms of body language, sideline, uh, some stuff that he said. But I think it's more about uh, Michael Thomas, because other than Olave, they don't have anyone. Like, it's been Kamara and Olave, and that's the Saints' offense. And it's been more yeah. Kamara than Olave.
1: That's, that's true. That's true. I didn't begin to consider Michael Thomas as far as, like, oh, that might be the possibility. But... Because
2: Shahid is, Shahid is good, and then Olave has been serviceable.
1: Well, yeah. and this is where I'm also. I feel like here's how they've been playing it: Alave, Shahid go deep. Kamara has everything else. Yeah, yeah. And I just don't think that's a sustainable. Yeah. Um, and then I'm trying to think of the uh, like. I mean, obviously, it sounds like Ravens are trying to move on from J.K. Dobbins, and I well, I would not be surprised. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, but, he's made of glass. So,
1: yeah, he is a glass cannon, unfortunately. But, um, I mean, they're
2: probably looking at running back in this draft, and, you know, this draft has got some dudes.
1: Yeah, probably for him, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's, it's not like how stacked they
2: are at QB and wide receiver, but they still got a, yeah. a, a couple of running backs.
1: Yeah, for sure. But um, is there a dynasty? Just to kind of add on to my big question, is there a dynasty player you are terrified about, just from seeing it from this year?
0: Mm.
1: Terrified, divine terrified. Like terrified okay. to then, go against them, or no? Terrified as in you had high expectations for them and they are not meeting it, and the team know, and their team knows it too.
2: Uh, I, I, so, I feel like JSN a little bit. Um, like to a degree, because oh, he... JSN
1: said I'm giving a pass because of the rest.
2: Mm. Well, yeah, but I, I'm still worried about him. Maybe not terrified, but I'm worried about JSN.
0: I'm not. The last two weeks, he's kind of looked looked good. He, I mean, he scored two touchdowns over the last two weeks. Yeah, they I out. I think they're yeah. Well, Lockett's in his way. That's the issue is they've got two very good veteran wide receivers that are kind of taking his position. And he needs one of them to get out of the way. Now, Lockett, he might be on the back end of his career, but, you know, it It shows. JSN has taken more and more reps the last like, couple of weeks. And they might right. be working him in this year and getting him used to an NFL system. So I'm not I'm not super worried about him now. If he doesn't play the like week one of next year, I would be very concerned.
1: I will say, just looking at um, JSN's like snap percentage um, since the bye week. So since he was seventy two percent, Arizona was sixty three percent, Cleveland was sixty six percent. So his three highest snap percentage games have been post bye. So that should only mean good things. Um, so he's not what I was I mean, I'll go back on that I think Kenneth Walker does scare me a little bit because Charbonnet has been pretty involved. And I I just think of the massive what if, like kind of like imagine if Kenneth Walker got hurt instead of Brees Hall to where like a like a major knee injury. And I don't want to wish that on anybody, but I'm very terrified it's like what would Seattle do if Kenneth Walker experienced that? And I, I don't want to know the answer because I, I'm i pretty sure the answer would be it'd be Charbonnet and they're just going to run away with it. So I yeah. guess my confidence in Kenneth Walker has definitely gone downhill uh, yeah. personally. And I would also, I would say, I mean, the past two weeks, I'm kind of concerned about Pickens. Uh, largely because I think they've shown Deontay is the guy. So he, I would almost be shocked if he didn't get re-signed uh, next year. But Pickens is clearly number two in this offense, so any expectations I had for him have just been completely thrown out the window. He's still scoring crazy enough, showing he can be a wide receiver one crazy mm-hmm. enough but do the Steelers see him that way i feel like is the big question that we are all trying to figure out
2: it'll be a j yeah. brown two point oh and with that, I think it's dream lineups time
1: I think it is dream lineups time yes, so. Um we we haven't done it in about a couple of weeks, but in week seven, Ryan just off the back of uh Taylor's boyfriend and Kermit the Frog have uh uh one dream item sacks. week, uh literally um well, pre, I'm pretty sure. Pre pre bye week one week. Yeah, pre yeah, yeah. So week seven, I kid you not, I think Mahomes and Travis Kelsey combined for eighty points, so uh no one was beating that. Mm-hmm. But Ryan you won our last stream lineup. Who do you got again?
0: All right. So I'm going with uh, Mr. Trustee.
2: We, we all are.
0: Patrick. We yeah, we all, all owns, are. Uh, versus Miami. I just think it's going to be a high-scoring game. It's either it, it – it is going to either go one way or the other. It's either going to be a high-scoring game or it's going to be mainly a defensive game. And I, I mean, there's there's been other like high scoring games, or what we thought was going to be high scoring games, be absolutely just knock down, drag out defensive fights.
1: Okay, so so I'm concerned about one thing with Mahomes, and I, it didn't yeah. hit me till now. This is the Germany game, right? Yep. Yeah. So you mean to tell me this man flew with the flu? Yep. To Germany. Yep. That. That might be a recipe yep. for disaster if, if he's not recovered from it.
0: Yeah, if he plays like granted, he did last
1: week. Yeah. Yeah, granted, he's getting that Eastern Hemisphere medicine, which is a lot better, but I will not go into that. But <laughs> he, dude lost to the Broncos. He he lost yeah. to the Broncos.
2: I'm taking yeah. Patrick Mahomes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna take Patrick Mahomes as well because I think he'll okay. actually be recovered and ready to go as well. Ryan, let's head back to you. Who do you have at running back?
0: All right, my RB1 is Brees Hall against LAC. He's going to be used in the passing game, and that's that's my main boon for him. So
1: that's why I have him there. I wanted to put Brees, but I'm going to go with Kamara uh, versus Chicago. That is I I did
2: too. Even though that you have smart. literally this week against me, I've already – Rested on the fact that he's going to tap them
1: and have like thirteen catches for twenty yards or something like that. Yeah,
0: yeah, for sure.
1: Yes. So Ethan and I are on the same. Let's go, Ryan again. Who is your R two? All right. This is my
0: this is my uh, biggest question mark. Oh god, we do this. Derrick Henry versus Pitt. He's my hey. He's a wider or he's a running back too. From yeah, now. because uh, of uh, all every, the question marks with him, it he's he's a running back too. Might have so, to get realigned
2: depending on how the next few weeks go. We'll, we'll
0: see. Look. We'll see. I think with uh-huh. Will Levis back there, I think it's more of a but, well, There's there's more we, of a okay, threat. Okay. Can, the can we, can all we all pause?
1: Can we pause dream lineups for one second? Yep. Holy cow! That what that Levis debut? You know, i'm not expecting. I mean, expecting. he came. You know what he happened came last in.
2: week? Hang on, hang on, hang on. You're gonna want to hear the story. You know what happened last week to Will Levis? What? His ex girlfriend left him. Oh dang! So right before he gets his NFL start, his girlfriend leaves him, and then oh. he throws for four touchdowns.
0: I mean, hey, dude. coincidence? And just yeah. just showed dude. everybody what what he was so i i mean he looked good out there and i think look he could it, continue to start there
1: i think and, he was possessed by uh by uh, the spirit of warren moon in the oilers uniforms must have been. Because oh, yeah it, it's just the confidence that he like i, I don't know if you all saw the uh, the nfl films like you know you know usually how they have all their videos like inside the nfl mm-hmm, so yeah. the one thing that i found very interesting was they had Jeffrey Simmons mic'd up for the game. The first touchdown, which let me, let's all say it, clear pass OPI. Yeah, yeah, clear yeah. offensive pass interference. That was egregiously not called. But then you, you more go more back and kind of watch it. You
2: thought, you thought I was playing, dude. I told No, you to...
1: I saw. no, the first one was egregious. It was yeah. completely egregious. But besides that, Jeffrey Simmons, when, when, he uh, he yelled out something. I told y'all he can be a QB, and I went, <laughs> "Oh, if the players are seeing it, yeah, that's a whole different level of confidence." To where I could see Tennessee going, all right. I know we just gave up Kevin Byard; that wasn't great. We thought we were dead in the water, but uh, Levis, let's see where this goes because I because Levis is, I don't care if he throws for four picks next, uh, against Pittsburgh. I think they're just going to roll with him for the rest of the year. Yeah,
0: probably. Yep, I think so too. I mean, with his performance, he showed that he can
1: play at yeah. a high
0: level. It's just whether he plays consistently at a high level. And
1: look, but look so. how much like Le- like Levis's like impact helped Derrick Henry just to bring him back to the dream yeah. lineup to where twenty two carries a hundred yards, and like that is going to save the longevity of Derrick Henry for just a little bit longer.
0: Yeah. yep, yeah. and, and it'll stave off Tajay Sharp. But, um, yeah, just... so I have Derek Henry. Um, y'all, uh, Josh, who do you have?
1: I got Ramondre versus the Commanders. What better time to take advantage of a defense that just traded two of their edge players away Which honest question? Who are the two edge players
0: for Uh, Washington now? Nobody and nobody's brother. Yep, literally.
1: Ethan, who do you have for
0: running back too? Yeah, they're the water boys now. It might be. It might be the hot dog vendor by this point. I mean, they heck, they might have even thrown in some cheerleaders. So
2: that would be funny. Give me some pom poms out there. Let me put her on the edge.
0: <laughs> uh, so
1: you know, the, I'm looking at it. Um,
2: I I have Josh Jacobs. I um uh, I don't know. I want to give him a shot. Um.
1: Wait, wait, wait. That was your rb too?
0: Yes, my, because
1: I am happy he said this because Swift is okay him.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So you got you got Josh Jacobs. Yeah, because I, I, I have too. to I have to replace Swift. So
1: yeah, I'm going yeah, Swift. He's a. So um James Smith Williams. And Casey Twohill are your new starting defense ends for the Washington Commanders. I'm sorry, who? Who? Exactly. Casey <laughs> Tuhill, Which Oh, uh, no, you know, we yeah. put Moser
2: RB1 too, didn't we?
1: Yes, Mostert is RB1. Yeah. That's all I deserve, as Ethan realizes. Oh, uh,
2: I'm taking Mixon.
1: Great pick! I, Ooh, I you know what? Right, I applaud right. you. I applaud you for that. E. I like it. That is I a like great it. pick. Um, yeah, that's something we need to talk about. Yes, I understand the Bills are the number two ranked defensive fantasy. I expect that to get obliterated. They just they <sighs> they lost your White. They've lost Matt Milano. They've lost a lot on that defense.
2: I'm, I'm gonna get mixy with it.
0: Okay, yep. so that's your RB two is or. Yeah. Well, and, yeah, and
2: now you know I have Josh Jacobs too. But
0: okay, well, yeah. yeah, we'll just put Josh Jacobs in your play.
2: Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: We'll, right. we'll... Okay. So we've all done RB two. Uh, going to wide, wide receiver, receiver one. One. I. Uh, mine is kind of questionable, but I think he's on a hot streak right now, and I don't think it stops here. You better write it eight. A.J. Brown versus
1: Dallas. You better ride the wave there, honestly. When, I like, riding. You, I'm you riding the wave. Be- that was a better phrase, yeah. Josh. Yeah, I said it and immediately regretted it. <laughs> you and looked, that's all we <laughs> to say about you it.
2: You two grown men in the eyes and, and said, <laughs> let me ride it.
1: Oh, my God. I, well, okay. I didn't say me, but you. Th- those are the oh, words you said. I'm not You know, i Those not are the words explain. you said. Um not gonna explain
2: it. AJ Brown. I mean only explain it to God and your wife. Um I'm taking Jamar Chase for my wide receiver one.
1: I uh, have Jamar Chase as well.
2: Yeah, same thing.
0: Uh, Buffalo Pass. Good, past good luck well. to y'all. We're both hey, we're I'm, both choosing wide receivers that are going up against solid defenses.
2: So. I'm taking Joe Shiesty at this point.
1: I I mean, they looked really good against uh, San Francisco. Um, Let's go to wide receiver two, Ryan. There is no way on God's green earth I am going to let you have that one. Um, Why? He's not in our. He's not
0: in our wide receiver
1: one. Is he not? He's not. I wait. Hold on. I am ready to make an executive order.
0: Can
1: we look? Look. Can we replace Devontae Adams with Ceedee Lamb? Can we make? Can yes. we, are we allowed? Yes. Can yes. we? Can we retroactively do this?
0: Yes. Oh my God! You guys are horrible.
1: What well, are we really going to keep Devontae Adams after one catch for eleven yards? Yeah. Yeah. No. no. Really. No. no. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the decision. Yeah. Yeah. CD yeah. CD no. Ryan, you pick one. Right. No. You're going to pick a different... fine. CD fine. Land I'm going to need here. some time. So give give me okay. time. Well, I will give you my second receiver, and uh, I'm going to go with Garrett Wilson versus the Chargers.
0: Oh, uh, see, I just saw his name. I'm going to go with Garrett Wilson, too.
1: Sorry. Right, I just
0: I just looked it up. I saw his name, and I was like, yep, that's it. No, that water. is fair.
2: Give
1: water, me water. Water. Hey, he's been doing really good the last couple of weeks to where I know I might even a little crazy for putting him up so high uh, in our preseason rankings, but Hey, it's it's finally coming alive.
2: He's flex worthy, and then we all know who we have at tight end one, Travis Kelsey. Yeah, if
1: if you're not like Kelsey yeah. has an incredible matchup this week. Dolphins are not good against tight ends. You better be spamming spamming Kelsey. Um, yeah. Let's go. Let's go on the flexes. Uh, I'll start first. Give me Josh Downs versus Carolina.
0: Oh, God.
2: So I I have for mine. I'm picking someone who's potentially injured. So I'll be sliding in Josh Downs if Drake London is injured for Sunday.
1: I, I, be... I will allow that. I will allow that because I think it's London's going to be a game-time decision. Yeah. And I, I just picked someone else just because uh, I didn't know. But I I definitely so, think London is a really good pickup.
2: Also, for the sake of clarity, if London does play, that's who I'm riding with, mm-hmm. even if Downs does
0: outperform him. Yeah. Okay. I want to is issue a correction. full clarity. I want to issue a correction. So I already had Garrett Wilson as my flex. So okay. I'm putting Waddle as my my wide receiver too. Okay. Okay, I'm cool with that. Okay. I'm cool with that. I know I know we've stated like once you yeah. say it it's in there, but since I already no, had that, Garrett Wilson in.
1: Yep. I I think we we can allow that. Okay.
0: All right. So where are we at now? Sorry, I've so been a little distracted. you said Trying Garrett Wilson. I
1: said Josh Downs. Okay. Ethan went with London slash Josh Downs. Um, so, Ethan, say your last flex.
2: Oh, we already went over at Jacobs.
1: Oh, God. wait. Yeah. But he, wasn't <sighs> Jacobs your RB2?
2: No, Mixon's my
1: RB2. Mixon was your... Yep, you're right. You're right. My bad. Okay. My bad. My bad. I knew okay. so I was going
0: to. So, I chose Rashad White as my... Same here. Flex 2. So, Yeah. Yeah, I think with the passing work that he's been getting,
1: I think he's a very, very viable flex candidate. He's quietly been really good. He is currently the uh, running back 22 on the year, but his snap percentage, he has not gone below 70. Yeah. And since the bye has been at 79, 75, 82. I I mean, really, the big thing that makes it now, Tampa's own line is in massive disarray when he's. But against Buffalo, he averaged four yards of carry. But he got also. It's just the passing work is so good. It is literally just is version two of Camara as far as how much passing work he's been getting. Yeah, and that gentleman, I believe, is our Week Eight Recap Trade Deadline Recap and our Week Nine preview thank you again for everyone's wait hold on hold on hold
0: on we still got one more thing to do
1: brian you are so right i totally forgot about this
0: okay so this last little segment um i wanted to kind of start something we don't need to be doing it every week but if there's any trades in any of our leagues that we think are interesting or we have questions about trade review it's trade review. We're so, throwing the red flags on um, trades. I had a re- I had a request by one of my coworkers that I'm in a I'm in a work week or work league with. Um he asked me to ask y'all what you think. Um terrible. All right, so <laughs> it's a terrible trip. Um it, it is. It is he, is he is trying he is trying to pick up Laporta. And he has Kittle and all of his picks. So we go to round five. He is a top Mm. end contender. What pick and Kittle should he give for Laporta?
1: Oh, all right. You're going to, you're going to, y'all going to hate me for saying this. I think he should give up a 25 first and Kittle.
0: Dang. I'm, That actually is shocking to me. Here's why. Here's why. I don't know. I don't think you
2: can. I don't think you can give that up. If you have it. So are we, are we? No, no, you're five first. Oh,
1: the 25
0: first.
1: Yeah. For little. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So yeah, I wouldn't give up that much.
2: You'll accept it,
1: but I don't know if he can give it. But here, here's why though. Kittle is so inconsistent. In this offense to where he's going to go for 30 or he's going to go for point 30 at this point. And Laporta, to be honest with you, I I am so invested as far as Laporta goes because he should not be doing this as a rookie. Like, historically, like this is in completely brand new territory. So at this point, I'm like, if this is the base, barring injury, he could be... The next big thing at tight ends Well, yeah, where, he's looking healthy. esque.
0: So,
1: <laughs> it's so rare, though, like to get someone that can be an immediate uh, contributor at the tight end position. To where I almost think you have to overspend because the 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 resources are so scarce. Like, if we want to go back to on a really bad take I had, like I had Chigo Conco at tight end four for the preseason, and look where that ended up. Like, it can be a crapshoot if you don't get Kelsey, if you don't get Andrews, if you don't get Hawkinson. Now that I feel like I feel confident to say that we can firmly plant our flag with Laporta being the next great tight end, and that is yeah. something in Dynasty, I think, can stabilize your team for years to where I think it's almost okay to give up a 25 first I think if you want to negotiate a 25 second in Kittle is fine. But I think no matter what, like Lapora has to be, like he has to be like, you have to be willing to spend at this point because yeah. there's only one other tight end in the draft, which is this year, which is Brock Bowers, who's being lodged, like heralded as the next great tight end. Besides that, I, I mean, I, I know I haven't watched everybody yet but I don't think we're having a tight end prospect to that level for a while. And if that's the case, it's going to be a scramble for who's all, for who's already in there. So why not just grab Laporta and stabilize the position for at least 4 to 6 years?
0: Okay. I yeah. I see where you're coming from with that. I just don't I don't know. I don't feel I wouldn't feel comfortable giving up a first in any year. So, um, there there was another question he had. Um, He's going for Josh Downs. He has Mike Evans, and he was thinking a third round pick. What do you guys think of that?
1: Wait, so Evans and the third Evans and a third for Josh Downs, or is he spending Um, too much? That's way too much. Like I think you can make an argument. Like if you were (laughs) to do this trade straight up, that's Josh Downs side should also give a pick because Mike Evans has been playing that good. And while Downs is good, I have some major dynasty reservations about him, largely at the fact that it's Gardner Minshew Minshew throwing him the ball and not Anthony Richardson. The one thing Downs has going for him.
2: when, When Pittman was everything and the only thing for Richardson.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but let me look at I mean I, I'm gonna try and look at Josh Josh Downs. Um, but literally if we're looking at like like his stats didn't rise until Minshew started, which makes yes. me worry for next year. But on the on the, the other on the other hand, I don't think they're gonna run the ball with Anthony Richardson as much as they want as much as they want next year. Mm-hmm. Largely because it's going to be huge next year. Yeah. So that's so. I think if if you're wanting Josh Downs and you want to get younger and you have Mike Evans, I don't think you need the third round pick. I think you can. I think you actually might be able to ask for a third or third to fifth round pick plus downs for Mike Evans.
2: But at the same at the same time, if you really think he's going to be that good, if you really believe in Josh Downs, Yeah. yeah, pay it and just secure it. Because
1: it, it goes yeah, back to okay. our that trade, too.
2: me and you, Josh. When I got ETN, because I knew yep. what ETN was going to be, and I was like, I'm willing to sacrifice Lamar to get something that I know is going to be that good. And, I mean,
1: I'll take it to the to the other side. I sacrificed ETN because I knew what Lamar could do. So, yeah. like, at, as as much as you want to hold the assets and you want to try and win every trade as possible, uh, at eventually you have to kind of understand your mindset of. Yeah. You just have to believe in something. Is, is this the clear and obvious upgrade you believe it to be? Because if it's yeah. not, don't like stop the trade right now. There's no reason to trade. But if you think that Josh Downs, especially within the next the rest of the season and next year is going to be better than Mike Evans by all means strike while the iron's hot.
2: I I do think I would mm-hmm. trade Mike Evans for Josh Downs though.
1: Yeah. But you, I but would, you think giving yeah. the third is too much, right?
2: Yeah, I think giving a third is too much. I, if it were me, I'd probably try and do it straight up. I don't know that I would ask for a pick because I'd just try and get the deal done because that's a good dude that I can have for the rest of this year, and then you know, kind of hope yeah. and pray that it continues on to next year. But yeah, I probably fair. yeah, having straight well, up if you, really, but if okay. you're a die downs, I, I would pay the third round pick too.
1: That's that's okay. fair because I think he's shown. I mean, this wide receiver class, I think. Jason is showing improvements. A flowers has already shown some consistent work, but then you also have to add Puka Josh Downs along that list too. This is becoming a pretty solid group
0: and Rishi. Yeah. It's a pretty decent. Rishi Rice. Thank you. I knew
1: I was missing one.
0: Um, Okay. I have one more short one. Um, It's kind of going off of the ETN uh, conversation. Um, Bijan Robinson. And a 24 first for ETN. Yeah. Which side wins? I
2: I, I would take the ETN side, but um, oh. if so.
0: All so, right, so okay, to give you context, give you okay. a little context. Okay, this is a contender
1: uh-huh.
0: that has ETN. That is somebody sent them a trade. Uh, why? Why put a veil over it? Somebody sent me a trade. I have Etn, and they they want to give me Bijan and a 24 first Now this is another contender that is asking for Etn. Man, oh man! I know. Um, Literally, it's been it's been sitting in my my trades area of sleeper. For the last 10 days, because I, I can't decide what I want to do. Okay. I'd yeah, rather have Ryan. ETN,
2: because here's here's ETN's schedule, and then I, I want you to go ahead, Josh. But he has yeah. Baltimore, Tampa Bay, and Carolina. Those are very winnable matchups for ETN.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man. Okay, you're going to hate, hate me for saying this. I actually think I slightly edge the Bijan. First round side. I think that I think if it was a 25 first, I would go ETN, but a 24 first. So you're getting two immediate like resources. And while ETN yeah. is, I think, clearly running back two right now, we all still had Paijan as a top 10 running back. So, yeah. and, and I think with Ritter, we were having serious concerns about what's going to happen with Paijan. But if I we think truly Monique believe that. Up, Pijan, yeah. I I think Heineke really raises Bijan's floor, and if that's the case, I don't. I think the difference is going to be marginal, to where that 24 first is going to look very nice. let say that becomes like an Amika uh, Ekubaka, I believe that's how you say his name, the other Ohio State receiver, or Blake Corum on um, the uh, Michigan running back, or even another quarterback, like. Yeah. I think that's an immediate asset to where also you can throw a 24, that 24 first to go get someone from a, a losing team and immediately grab another player. So I think being able to parlay that first into something else is what makes me slightly lean the Bijan side.
0: Yeah. And see, I'm going for the ship this year, but yeah. I got to say, my team is an absolute beast. And I'm, uh, I feel like I'm a lock for at least a second round entry into the playoffs. So, uh, I I really want to trade away ETN while I can get Bijan and a first for it. That's high value. So I I don't know. I'm I'm going I'm going back and forth on it.
2: I I wish to tell him give me your your like absolute best offer yeah. to see if you. Can- because anything on top of the first, yeah. I think it's an insta-yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I well, think You think it's pretty yeah. even right now, you would say, Ethan? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I. I That's I think fair. That's fair. Fairly even.
0: For For a right now. If I was in a rebuild, I would take this in a heartbeat just yeah. because of that first round. Yeah. But since I'm contending, and ETN is just on fire right now.
2: And he still has hard. a good
0: schedule. Yeah, and he still has a good schedule. Well, I mean, so does... So does Bijan too,
1: but yeah, i would say Bijan's schedule. Might well, be I'm saying better. you already know yeah.
2: about ETN. Bijan has yeah. had some up and down. You know Etienne has yeah.
1: it. He has a good schedule, yeah. like and, and he you know, has like an eighty percent snap percentage right now or something. Yeah. I'm right. saying. To well, them. also yeah.
2: here for example, so uh, after the buy, they have San Fran, but San Fran's proven they will give up points to running backs. Then they have yeah. Tennessee. Tennessee is a bad defense. They just caught Atlanta slipping. Then they have Houston. Houston is a bad defense against running backs. Then they have Cincy. Cincy is a bad defense against running backs. Then they have Cleveland, Mm -hmm, who over these past few weeks have shown that they can give up a lot of points to running backs. And same thing with Baltimore. And then Tampa Bay and Carolina have proven that they aren't as good at defense as we originally there. so the,
1: the, the schedule is there for both to be honest with you yeah. that's why uh-huh. I think the first round pick and being able to parlay that into something else is why I would say okay you are getting the dip from ETN to yeah. Bijan, but with Heineke how big is that dip even yeah. to begin with I, I think if, if the quarter if Desmond Ritter was still the quarterback ET, the ETN side keep the ETN uh, keep the church yeah but because they made the switch to Heineken, I think mm-hmm. I think it can't be understated like how much Heineken helps Drake London, Kyle Pitts, and yes. Raishon. Okay,
0: so with that in mind, I only I only take a little bit more of your time. Okay, um, with that in mind, I, I'm sorry, I'm
1: really trying to so, have
0: you guys help me decide on this. I'm
1: sorry, I'm only going to take a little bit more of your time. But have you ever heard <laughs> of this life journey? <laughs> yeah.
0: Have you ever heard of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? No. Um, Okay. These are the running backs on my team currently. JT, Gibbs, and Jacobs, other than ETN. And I have an all-star monster squad as my wide receiving core, so I don't have to worry about them filling up my flex. But I just need to fill the two running back spots on my team. So with that in mind, does that change anything?
1: I mean, move. Okay, I don't think you're going to start Jacobs. I think Gibbs could be an immediate start, and then you have. I think having JT really helps. But then one of that spot, one of those slots is going to be Bijan anyway. So yeah.
2: it's probably going to be Bijan and JT if you make the trade. Yeah,
1: yeah, Bijan, yeah, JT, and then Gibbs in the flex. And that's if you want to go with three running backs.
2: I don't know with that running back room. I'd rather have ETN because I don't want to take a dip when you know that that running back room is basically the running back room I have right now, and it's kind of up and down.
0: But you know, ETN is is,
1: yeah. I think and that's been my one
0: saving grace the the last couple of weeks is ETN. So yeah, I mean,
1: ETN
2: wins games and. I think if
1: at this point, I think if you want to win for the future, take the Bijan in the first. But if you are just all in on this year, keep Etn and hold that trade until after the season. Gotcha.
2: Okay. Okay.
1: Oh yeah, hold
2: it, and then as soon as the off season hits, just go boop.
1: Except, bro,
0: he hasn't he hasn't canceled it so.
2: That, that would be a know. massive win for you, Ryan.
0: <laughs> oh, God. I'd feel like such a dick doing that, though. God. <laughs> oh, no, we'll, we'll see.
1: Remember
0: that trade you made? Yeah. In, yeah. You know, Imagine five. it's y'all, t- y'all yeah. two
1: for the championship, and then you just plant your, cha- your championship trophy right in front of them with the trade, oh, except. <laughs> oh, jeez. Thank you uh, for we the the just
0: turning the future.
1: Turned... That's yeah, been that have... has
2: been the episode. Is... Josh, where are Those we? Those are the, in...
0: Those are the are intrusive in... thoughts that I have to keep <laughs> listening to. The, the <laughs> it's so, you guys. A... You guys
1: are the intrusive thoughts. Do
2: it, Ryan. <laughs> you know you either. want to.
1: Ryan, I hope you know that oh, it's man. not like me and Ethan are like your angel and demon on your soul, or we are just like. G- both the of the shoulder. Yeah, yeah we are exactly. bo- yeah we are both terrible for Winning
2: <laughs> <laughs> is the only thing that matters around here if you ain't first you like laugh. <laughs> exactly shake
0: and bake ryan shake and yeah bake. So- hey. you want to win or do you want to be the first loser i will take i will take all of that into consideration but yeah i mean that's that's the end of this podcast right now guys if so you're not well, first yep, thank you guys thank you guys so much for listening um We will be back next week for our week – what is it, week 10? Week 10. Yeah, week 10. Oh, my God. I can't believe it's already week 10. But we will be back next week for our week 10 dynasty uh, uh, dream lineups. Oh, my God. Sorry. Rough day. But we will be back for our, our dream lineups next week. And along with any news that comes through, and we'll be doing some more of our big questions. Uh, thank you guys for listening and you can find us on anywhere that you get your podcasts spotify youtube any of that and uh, make yeah. sure to follow us on on instagram and uh,
1: twitter um, thank y'all yeah you night. can find all of us at last place fp oh, last place if FP. even even if, guys, if you have trade ideas and uh, then you want to kind of just for us to review them, by all means, send them to us. And we will gladly just go over it. I really like the trade review idea. I think that was a, a very fun segment to just end the day. So by all means, just th- like like send them to us because now is the perfect time to start trading. And to which uh, there's a couple I want to well, kind of throw out up. to you Here guys. You have five there. weeks. You yeah, five few, weeks Exactly.
2: Ethan's it's yeah. correct,
1: you have five weeks to make your move in order to become a champion or not be last place. Ethan, the while, they're making these trade, <laughs> yeah, while they're making these trade offers, what can they never forget?
2: Never forget. Sometimes you are right. Sometimes you're right. We'll see you next time. All right.
1: Yep, we'll see y'all next week.